Hey y'all, it's Kavo. Hey, it's JB. And welcome back to Becoming She. A weekly podcast that sets the tone for women striving to be their most authentic selves while sharing the tools we use to navigate this journey called life. Hello. Hi hello, guys. hello. What's How's up? How's it going? How are you? Girl, considering the state of the world right now, <laughs> I okay. would say that I am doing well. <laughs> right. I, I would say okay. that I'm doing well. All I have to say is life comes at you fast. God damn, it comes at you fast. Smacks you in the face, That's hits it. you hard. Like, Girl, the out the blue too. You be like, bitch, mm-hmm. I wasn't even prepared. Wait a minute. Hold <laughs> up. <laughs> I, I would like to reclaim my time. Can I, I would like to time? actually hit reverse. Can we rewind on that guy and try again? I'm just wondering. Okay. Just a, just a little redo. Just a little bit. Just a, <laughs> I don't ask for much. <laughs> I feel the exact same way. I feel that things keep piling up on me. Mm-hmm. And I'm just trying to keep one foot forward and stay afloat Girl. and do the best of, that I can. But yes, you're right. That that to-do list. That never-ending to-do list. Oh, my gosh. Girl, it don't stop. The more you check off, the more you got to add to it. I know. And I get I super excited when I it. check off things on my to-do list. It's actually one of my favorite things. But for one check, you get two more items added okay. to the bottom. Exactly. It really <laughs> is just like that. But you know what? We hear... Um, we are how you doing though you good what's that i'm good i actually really am good i had a presentation yesterday Mm -hmm. that went really really well all my like all like higher ups at my jobs were like you know good job good job like Mm -hmm. they were like you know all that good stuff um and had a few meetings today i checked off a lot of things in my to-do list even though things are piling up it's not that like it's not like i'm not able to conquer them all it's just more so like sitting in one place and actually getting them all done that's really like mm-hmm. the problem but um other than that i'm really really good really good really really that's good. good okay i'm mm-hmm. with it i'm with it you ready for this motivation monday yes yes i am oh before we get into motivation monday mm-hmm. we are recording on tuesday june 9th please if you have not go i hope everybody got out there to vote voter suppression yeah, is real right now in. in georgia i know there's a lot of counties that are going through um some faulty machines and things like that so i hope what people whoever stood in line i hope you stood in line the entire time to vote um because they are trying to suppress our votes so get out there and vote if you didn't get out there and vote on tuesday i hope you voted with your absentee ballot right and um i also hope that we all get out there in november so we can get yes uh y'all already know who out of (laughs) office because i'm sick of Mm -hmm. it Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. I got my motivation Monday. Okay. Alrighty. So do the best you can until you know better. Then when you know better, do better. And that's a quote from Maya Angelou. Thank you, Miss Maya Angelou. Miss Maya Angelou. I love that. I should have did it in her voice. Do the best you can until (laughs) you know better. Then when you know better, do better. Mm. <laughs> okay, because doing the same that thing that was twice a terrible Maya insanity. Angelou rendition, but you know it is. We get it the is. point. I understand where you were going. I felt it. I was. I felt moved. My spirit okay. felt it. Okay. Okay. Good. <laughs> Y'all, I'm just hyping Kavo up to make her feel better on this uh, beautiful day. <laughs> on this beautiful Tuesday, we can get into the scoop. It's, I have to realize I do have to change. I have to change the cursing certain type of things I do, 
I gotta, I, I gotta keep them in mind, you know, because they love me. But not today, though. Today I'm walling. Today I'm bugging and thugging. Not today. All right, all right. So once again, we told you guys that we were going to have questions by our senior on Twitter about the insecure episodes this season. There's one more episode left. Um, this past episode was a great episode. I mm. enjoyed it. Carrie Washington mm-hmm. did a fabulous job at directing mm-hmm. this. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to go right ahead and get into it. In the beginning, we saw Lawrence and Issa together, right? And mm-hmm. I loved I loved that they're together. But anyways, um, Lawrence said they talked, right? So they talked it out in the last episode. It was fine. Everything seems to be a little bit better. Do you believe that there are no more loose ends with Condola, romantic, sexual, or otherwise? I do not. Oh, Okay. I'm not going to lie. Everybody was so excited to see Issa and Lawrence together. I hated it. I hated it. Why? Because I feel like nothing is clear with them. And I don't like that. I was just talking to Big Red yesterday because we talked. I watched the episode last night and we talked about it. Uh And I was like, ain't nothing worse when you're having a good time with someone and then that question slips in what are we doing it just ruins the whole and i feel like like, that's what's about to happen and i feel like whatever happened lawrence is enjoying his time with Issa, right Mm -hmm. and Issa's enjoying it but Issa wants to be back with lawrence lawrence has yet to say that he wants to be back with Issa. so we're here in this limbo where we really enjoy each other but also like you have this other girl that you were you know considering or spending time with or whatever mm-hmm. and there i feel like we're not done with condola yet like we just saw her at the thing and now she's gone there's no nothing with her ever again i don't think that's that's too good to believe too, too good, good to, to be, be true. true yeah See, also that, like, i'm very cynical but i just don't i don't I don't yeah, know. I don't I, trust that this whole situation. Was very cynical, but I'm a cynical um, individual. <laughs> but I did think that like Lawrence kind of like um, poked into the conversation. Like it was, it seemed like he kind of egged the conversation on for her to say like, "So aren't you still dealing with you know who?" Like I thought we were just having fun here, but now that we're about to have this conversation, aren't you still dealing with you know Condola? And I feel like that's where the that's how it kind of snowballed into what are we doing? So I don't. I think that Lawrence does want to get back with Issa. I think he has some kind of agenda of, you know, maybe this could work again. Like, because he even made the comment, sometimes you have to spend a p- time apart to know if you want to, you know, still be together or still make things work as a friendship when he was referring to Molly and um, Issa's relationship. So okay. it's like, I think that there's still some type of feeling that maybe this could work for between them. And that's why he's kind of where he is. But... Like I said, Issa's now doing that whole, like, I want to let you know about Nathan, okay? And then Nathan, I want to let you know about Lawrence. And it's kind of like you're adding these, like, this, like, pressure onto something that has not been, like, confirmed that it's and something. And that's what I'm being cynical about. That is yes. why I felt uncomfortable. Because I'm not going to lie. When I first saw it, saw the scene, I was like, okay, this is cute. They're spending time together. They're having sex. Oh, okay. Lovely. But then I just knew, I just had the feeling that, there was more in Issa's head about it. Like, of course. You know, and um, that whole scene, think... I, we'll get there, but that whole scene yeah. where she was like telling Nathan about Lawrence, yes. I was oh, we'll like, girl, there. no. We will get there. We will okay. get there. Okay, yeah. But I will say that um, 
Issa is the queen of adding pressure onto situations that are just kind of like a figment of her imagination sometimes. And that's mm-hmm. when things can snowball into like reality. And I think that's, I feel like what's going to end up happening is that she's kind of going out there and being like, hey, Nathan, well, once we get there, you know, we're not, this is just going to be a friendship because I'm back with, like me and Lawrence are trying to make it work. But we don't see what Lawrence is doing on the back end. Like, are, right. are you telling Condola this? Like, what's what are you feeling, and what's kind of what's your perception of what's going on too? So I hope they dive more into that. Um, yeah, because when he said we talked and it's done, I was just like, yeah, it. that that I you wouldn't have be asking. Else, like, so what did you talk about? How did you end it? I let her know that you know we gonna right. work this thing out, or just we talked and it's done. I mean, he could have told him told her that you know him and Issa smashed and you know condola was like get the fuck up out of here i'm done it could have been but i I don't know i don't know (laughs) it was too vague for me i ain't Um, like it yeah it's not enough for her to go off of for her to be trying to cut off that is a red flag but you know what a lot of women as women i will say sometimes we do that we get ahead of ourselves somebody can give us a bare minimum of an of an answer and we take it and run with it to think that we have to now go out here and squash our team for no reason whatsoever because they have he has yet to say like Issa I want you to be my girlfriend she just says we're working on things and we're working on getting back together but he has yet to say like we're working on getting back together yeah until he says those words I wouldn't be so inclined you to go and tell someone else that type of space to do exactly mm-hmm. and that's exactly what's happening yeah um fast forward a little bit you see molly's in therapy mm-hmm. and her therapist says someone angers you you put up the walls then you shut down do you want to be right or in a relationship so did Rhonda, the therapist read you too um how important is it to be right in your connections um and are you good at identifying when you're wrong and just swallowing swallowing that pill did she read me? She would have read me if it were a couple years ago. Um, I thought the same thing. Yeah, but I do. If someone JB circa twenty one, she would have read. Right, me. right. I mean, someone angers me and I put up walls. Yes, and then I shut down. Yes, but there's a step between putting up walls and shutting down for me. Like yeah. I put up the walls to guard myself, but there also needs to be a conversation. And yep. shout out to my therapist, Cecil Walker. If you guys are looking for him, his information will be in the description box. But um, <laughs> but uh, Cecil, right? I fuck with Cecil. Cecil really um has uh kind of read me for filth sometimes too, mm-hmm. in different ways. But um, he definitely taught me or helped me get to the point where I realized that conversations are necessary and you yes. can't just let everything like if something happens you can't internalize it come mm-hmm. up with the conclusion and then cut things you kind of exactly. have to to give to give yourself the grace and also to give like the relationship human air like room for human error too you have mm-hmm. to have those types of conversations. So I've gotten to the point where I'll have the conversation. And if you ain't talking about some shit that I feel like we should be talking about, like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. If the conversation isn't going in a productive manner, then we can just shut this shit down. But other than that, I try to give people, um, a chance. Yeah. And are you good at knowing when you're wrong and swallowing your pride? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty good at being like I was definitely wrong about this. Let's talk about it. Yeah. Yeah, I think that um for me like I said Jasmine circa 21, she would have definitely read me to filth. 
now I will definitely communicate how I feel a little bit better. I think sometimes like it does take me a while to like really pinpoint that true feeling of why I'm either upset or annoyed and things like that. Um, Mm -hmm. But I try not to let things like snowball into something more. If I'm mad about one situation, anything else outside of that, I have to truly put in like a vault somewhere because I don't want those other things that are so small and minor to affect the real reason why I'm upset, you know? Right. Um, Because I think that plays a thing into it too. Um, I'm also good at swallowing my pride like if I am in the wrong I will say yo I was wrong for that but I am not going to apologize if I did nothing wrong simple absolutely not like and I'm the kind of person that will kind of talk to my friends and say like was this wrong of me was I dramatic did should I have done this should I've handled this differently um because sometimes you need that third party perspective to say like, okay, you could have said this instead of that, or, you know, you didn't need to talk to this person that way, those kind of things. I think that's important too. But if, if I know that I did not do anything wrong and you're just tripping because you have some, something going on outside of me, I'm not going to sit here and like come to you and try to make things better. Like, especially if it's in this situation with Molly and her, like Molly is not trying to meet her halfway on anything. Um, Mm -hmm. Issa's always the one that's reaching out and, you know, trying to solve, solve the issue and things like that. Even if they're not talking about the issue, the fact that she's reaching out to me was like, I'm giving you an olive branch. You're welcome. I don't have to do this because I did nothing wrong. Like granted Issa is not, is not the only, she's not, not at fault, but at the time and place that this all like transpired, that was not on Issa, and I don't feel like she just ha- she should have to go out and like make that better, that situation better. Right? Yeah, her so. reaching out and being like, "Let's go to brunch or whatever," that was that was her, like you said, reaching out with the olive branch. Mm-hmm. But then I feel like um, I feel like they, if I were Issa in that situation, I would have brought up the elephant in the room a lot sooner and been a and lot because, sooner because you invited her. So you clearly wanted to talk. So mm-hmm. I would be like, okay, girl, so let's talk about what's going on. This is how I feel. And then I would give you the floor to say how you feel. But it was more so like, let's talk about all these things. Like things are normal and they're not. But I think that's because they've always done that. It's like when they have, like she said, other, they will like, we talk about random more day, stuff. They'd be fine. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that this has become the snowball effect, right? Like every little thing that each of them have done has become this huge pain. And that's why like there's such a rift between them, which leads me to mm-hmm. my next question. Um, okay. Are you an extreme intuitive person? I'll say it, So someone that overthinks, um, how much does your perception of how someone will react to you weigh in on whether or not you reach out to them? Or do you just say what's on your mind at all times? I am an extremely intuitive person, a.k.a. sometimes overthinker. Yes. Mm-hmm. My perception of how someone will react to me. Um, I just kind of try to mentally prepare myself for all the possibilities. Mm-hmm. And I reach out still. Um, Yeah, I don't want to say... I just say what's on my mind at all times because sometimes what's on my mind could be like, fuck you, bitch, blah, blah. But I know that <laughs> this is a situation that we need to like talk out. Yeah. So I'll kind of go through my head in it or talk about it with a friend and kind of say, okay, 
well, she could be angry or she could be upset or I could say this and this could be the response. So that way I could just mentally prepare myself for whatever could be to come and I'm not sideswiped by whatever. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously, you never know where the conversation could go. But if I have like a good start, a yeah. good basis, then I feel comfortable entering uncomfortable conversations. What about okay. you? Um, I'm definitely an overthinker. I don't even think that it's intuitive. I just think that I'm just an overthinker. <laughs> like, <laughs> I think that like in every situation, when it comes to conflict, I'm very uh-huh. like, okay, let me take myself out of the equation and see why they feel this way. And how can I be empathetic to that? And then what can I say to make the situation better? Because I also don't like being at odds with my friends. Um, no. Just because it's like, especially the friends that I talk to about like everything, when I'm at odds with those kind of friends, it's just like, I feel like a piece of me is missing, right? Because they're the person I turn to to vent about something. They're the person that I turn to to get the perspective on a situation or how I should handle, you know, something at work or whatever the case may be. So when we're at odds, it's like, I feel like I can't really... I don't want to call it. I, I basically, I just feel like I can't really function. It's like, damn, my little hip bone is gone, you know, in a sense. Yeah. Um, I think that I do kind of overthink the reaction to how I feel sometimes. And that's what makes me more cautious of how I say things. Because mm-hmm. I don't also want to make the situation worse. I think I'm right. also someone who is very like, if I can avoid conflict at all times it would be really good for my life. I just don't like conflict. I don't want to have to yell and argue and be like, fuck you and don't talk to me ever again. Like, ain't nobody trying to do all that. If we could just make life more simple and you could just not annoy me and I want to annoy you, that'd be so much easier in life, right? But that's not the reality of things. Mm -hmm. So I have to sometimes like take that like fear of being misunderstood or that fear of feeling like, maybe what I'm trying to articulate is not valid or something like that, you know, in my mind out of the situation Mm -hmm. so that when I go into an argument or go into like a conflict resolution situation where we're talking about something, I can go with a clear mind and say, this is how I feel. And I'm not going to change my opinion about how I feel. You're going to have to take it and I'll listen to how you feel and then we can move on. But I would like to move on from this conversation. And if that takes me a couple of days to talk to you about it, I think that's fine too. Like I don't, I am not someone that's going to, if I'm mad at you today, I'm not going to talk to you about it right now either because mm-hmm. I may say something that can end the friendship entirely because I'm mad. You know, sometimes you just say things when you're mad and you don't really mean it. So i rather just like wait a couple of days to kind of like collect my thoughts so that when I come into there, I'm a more level-headed person. But I also feel like conflict doesn't always have to be like, fuck you, bitch. It doesn't. Like, it definitely doesn't. I don't know. My, I guess my level of um conflict and things like that is different. But if I am disagreeing with someone, usually my tone stays just about how it is right now. Mm-hmm. It's usually like, no, I really don't agree with that. Or I think X, Y, and Z. And it, da, 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 da. You know, I may get yeah. like a little more... I guess emotional in certain parts, like maybe my my tone might change up here or there, mm-hmm. but I try to keep it pretty even kill. So yeah. because I don't like okay. that type of conflict either, but I also don't avoid it. Yeah, I think it's really important not to avoid it. Um, my aunt always says that I wear my emotions on my sleeve, and so when I'm excited, you know I'm excited. When I'm annoyed, you know I'm annoyed. So I, like I have to like practice sometimes how to like yeah like how to bring my voice to a level where it's just very straight and it's not going to kind of give away like how I feel in a sense Mm -hmm. so my little um one little thing 
So, (laughs) (laughs) um, let's get into Nathan. We talked about how we were going to get into him earlier. Now Mm -hmm. we're here. Should Issa completely end her relationship with Nathan? No. On what basis? Like, for what? Exactly. I think it's because of her, like, her newfound relationship with Lawrence. You know, going back to They're not in a relationship. (laughs) But that's what she thinks. That's how she feels. How do you feel about being friends with people you've messed around with when you're dating someone new? Um, I'm usually not friends with people that I messed around with because usually people that I messed around with, I hate them after. So (laughs) I don't really have much weight to uh, lend to that question. How about you? You got to be a really cool individual for me to continue to like be cool with you after we messed around. Yeah. Like I can count on one hand how many people I'm truly cool with after messing around with them because I feel like yeah and I've always said this since day one I just don't feel like I need to be friends with my ex if I'm getting into something new um but messing around with someone and there was no kind of like emotional tie as far as like we were boyfriend and girlfriend for this many years or we were you know truly like we thought we were gonna run off into the stars together or something like that like I'm okay like we messed around once didn't really we it didn't really it wasn't really a vibe we're cool now. I'm okay with that. I think that's okay. But I feel like Issa in this regard is trying to, I feel like because she's cheated on Lawrence, she's just trying to like knock off any type of thing that could potentially ruin this new good thing that she's, that's coming to her life again. Relatable. Well, not relatable, but I get it. (laughs) (laughs) Understandable. Um, but I just feel like Issa and Lawrence have not established anything yet. So you don't owe him that. You don't. And that's how I feel. Um, Yeah, it made me, it honestly made me cringe the way that she was kind of standoffish to Nate. To Nathan or Nate or whatever. It literally made me cringe. Like, I was like, ugh. She's such an awkward person. It's not even because she was awkward. It was just because why are you doing this? Even though like, when, he op- she, he, when he opened the door and she, like, responded to him opening the door. When did, I what just, did she say? I don't remember that part. What did she say? She was like, hey, 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 nigga. Like, it was very just, like, ex- animated, you know? Instead yeah, of like, hey, like for no reason. For no reason. And she was practicing, like, how she was going to approach him or how she was going to respond when he opened the door anyways on her walk to his front door. It's just, right. like, things like that. I feel like she's... I feel it makes me cringe because she's so awkward. Um, Yeah. (laughs) So it makes me like just uncomfortable for like to be watching that situation take place. But it's Mm -hmm. also like I think that Nathan was coming at it from a okay, maybe we can get back to where we once were without having any conversations of what happened between them before. And I feel like that's probably why she felt to be like over animated when he opened the door because now we're like about to be back cool but I don't even know how we're cool again when we haven't really talked and it's just really weird and but no this. remember Issa and Nathan were together when Molly and a- Andrew were out of town 
Oh, so we yeah. just don't know what happened there. Okay. I don't think it's like a. This is not the first time they've seen each other since the block party because She's she just... was with him at okay. their house. Then, oh yeah, I remember that. Okay, remember. So I feel like maybe there wasn't a clear cut conversation, but there definitely wasn't the, a clear cut conversation because he was trying to push up on her twice. But the way that Nathan re- reacted or responded towards Issa at the block party and the way that he reacted or responded towards her in this episode was completely different and i don't think he was jumping into it i feel like maybe the last time they were together there was flirtation and all this stuff that was going on and he was continuing it because at the block party he didn't even hug her by he was like all right see you like you know they were like she was laughing in the background i think on the phone when andrew was talking to him right so i think it's very possible that the last time they were together they were probably flirtatious they may not have like done anything but they may have been flirtatious or whatever the case may be and then Mm -hmm. he's like oh i'm gonna see her again so i'm gonna be the same way i was last time and now she's being awkward about it and then like i want to know i'm talking to lawrence or whatever but girl lawrence y'all didn't talk about whether y'all were a thing yeah but whether y'all were exclusive the way that like that situation occurred like the way that conversation occurred was because he was being slick like a hater about the situation between her and lawrence when she first initially said like yeah me and lawrence are working on things and he was like dang well i hope he's consistent and i hope he's this you know and she's like well at least he won't ditch out on me yeah and that's when he told her about his mental issue but it's like right. you can't be throwing shade at something when we haven't and talked you, about what your ass was doing because you were, doing, you were doing just the same thing right inconsistency so they definitely hadn't had a conversation about no. like all of that up until this point mm-hmm. but um, yeah I don't know. which leads me into his situation when he talked about you know how he found out that he was um bipolar and he was glad that he found that out because it made sense to why he was acting or feeling the way he felt um Mm -hmm. given that's given all that has gone on between them what would have been your response if you were Issa? i don't know what i would have said honestly that's not something that i just would practice for right i think it just would be like wow okay okay so what's the status now like what's going on are you Mm -hmm. did they find the right balance of medications for you have you been you know explain do do you feel like obviously you can't predict it but do you feel like there's a potential that some point in the future that you will do this again and also okay you found out you were bipolar what reasoning did you have for like okay you're bipolar but was it like is it that when you're depressed then you just go missing or is it that you didn't know me that well so you, like you know i would have lots of questions i would have lots of questions too and i would definitely want to i would want to like, know why, the, like, like how nuances felt. of all of this yeah like how do you feel during this th- during that that period like what yeah like what were you like, going through you know? when you were ghosting me yeah. like let's talk about it because i need to I, not i need to know but i just really would like to know well, no i or feel be like able you, to get I need into to your know. head and figure out what was going on yes but i honestly feel like that's one of those things where it's like i need to know because for this even if take lawrence out of the picture if we're flirting and talking about like like we're thinking maybe this could be something more because we're like you know liking each other and the vibes are there i need to know like for safety reassurance and for future safety reassurance that you're not going to do this shit to me again. I don't have to like then go cry right. on my couch because you just ghosted me again. So I need to know exactly how you feel during that period of time in your life. What the, what the, um, 
what it looks like when you're going through that because I need to know like yeah that's all, why I would have all those questions I need yeah, to know details I would definitely be like I it's a need to know basis so let's talk about it fuck these yeah. boxes <laughs> yeah he was looking fine no. though and that voice oh oh Jesus. his voice baby. take the wheel baby um <laughs> but fast forward to um, Molly and Andrew right we could not go an episode without some Molly in our lives um Andrew's brother is trying to also extend an olive branch okay because mm-hmm. the last time they like interacted was in Mexico and it just did not end well um, and so he offered he bought some game, some tickets to go to the game they were really great seats would you have gone to the game given how things went down in Mexico or what would you have done in that situation if you were dating someone and you just didn't get along with their family like that I would have gone me too. I would have gone to the game first of all because it's free tickets and they're good seats. Number one, right? Number two, period. we ain't got to next to each other. Like shit, <laughs> we don't have to be next to each other. Like, we don't have to be best friends. But yeah. also, um, I would need to. I would need to see what he had to say. But okay. also, I don't feel like. I feel like he was being an asshole, right? But I also feel like the way Molly responded was extremely excessive. Yeah, it was very extreme. Mm-hmm. Right. So, I mean, I understood where she was coming from completely. Like, nobody's going to gaslight you on the nuances yeah. of being a black person in this world. But at the same time, her, like, screaming or, like, being mad and, like, all, I would have just been like, okay, well, you can feel how you want, babe. You ready to go to the room? Let's go. Like, you know, yeah, yeah I wouldn't have let it be something where, like, me and my nigga not sleeping in bed together. We done ruined the last night of the vacation because I'm mad at your brother kind of thing. But I definitely would have went and, like, let him speak his piece on it. And I would have been like, okay, you know, whatever he said, I understand. And I probably would have admitted that, you know, my response to that, to what you said it, the way I like what I said still stands, but the way I responded to it could have definitely been different. So yeah, like own up to your side of things, right? I right. would definitely go into that game too because I'm not passing them no free tickets and no great Hell seats no, and no, no, no wings and beer to watch them play. Like I'm not what? passing that up. Um, and he said his brother be paying for everything. Yes, I'm going. Like, what? This is a free trip. This is great. What? I'm definitely going. <laughs> um, a free little outing. It's a date night for us. I'm totally in. Um, right. But I also would have went to just because of the simple fact that at the end of the day, if I care about my significant other, I don't have to love your family. I don't have to like be with them 24 seven. But I do think it's something to say like, OK, I want to make sure that I, I can at least tolerate your family. Right. And I want to show my significant other if I, that's who I really want to be with that I can tolerate your family, too. So it's just because we don't get along and we don't see eye to eye in some aspects doesn't mean that we can't still intertwine and into and like in work and or like hang out in the same atmosphere so right i feel and like imagine how awkward it was for andrew to be like third to, like willing. yeah for him to be third willing with his brother and the girlfriend and, and then i'm sure said, they like, were like he came. did say they were wondering right where she yes, was he said they were asking where you were and she was like well and he's like i had to lie and like you put him in an awkward position and at the end of the day like that's he didn't have to lie he, he did didn't not have, have to lie, lie. Okay. but i think but hold on before we condemn Andrew for handling the situation, if you are somewhere with your family 
and some shit like this just popped off, you don't want them to see your significant other in a bad light. I don't care what no one says. You don't want them to see That's your significant true. other and be like, I wouldn't be like, your girl couldn't even oh, suck he can't it up come and just because come out he... with us. You're right. You're right. I wouldn't want to do that. I'd be like, I would probably lie to him and be like, oh yeah, he wasn't feeling well, so he's just not going to be here. You know, it's kind of like you want right. to protect them from the the noises of your family, especially mm-hmm. since you guys already just had a whole argument on vacation. So right. I get why he was protecting right. her. So you're right. That makes yes. sense. The whole. Yeah. I mean, I, I agree that he didn't have to lie. But now that you put it in that aspect, I didn't I guess I didn't apply it to myself personally. And if mm-hmm. I've it whenever I've been in situations where maybe I, I had somebody lied. that I was interested <laughs> in and I invited out somewhere and they couldn't come. I definitely was like, mm, he can't come because X, Y, and Z. Like, yeah. I would just tell something. And it's not even that they just the couldn't come. It's like they couldn't come because they just don't fuck with something in the situation or they're not really like, maybe they just act like whatever you want to do is not that big of a deal. You don't want to tell your friends like, oh, he didn't really want to come to your birthday party because he don't like you. Right. No. <laughs> right. You're going to be like, oh, yeah, girl, he's not feeling well. And he had a lot of work to do today. So he said sorry. But, um, you know, maybe next time he didn't say none of that. OK. Yeah. But you're not going to have one of your best friends or your sister or your parents not like the person that you're with unless they see yeah, something that they just, no. you just can't hide. But like most people are like going to hide that that aspect of the relationship because nobody wants to look make their spouse make look, themselves look bad. Yeah. Make their yeah. Make their relationship look bad. I don't think they want that. You're right. Um, You're right. Game night took place, which was another awkward aspect because they were talking about, like, we got enough food. Molly's like, uh, yeah, I guess we got enough food. Okay, we can stay. And Issa was trying to, like, get the exit, but Nathan wasn't really with it. So they ended up doing game night. And then I guess, like, I liked the interaction between Molly and Issa when they were going back and forth reminiscing about like her old apartment and how it stank and how they did certain games and things like that. Um, So once they get into this game night, you see that Molly felt like she should give herself a fucking pat on the back for being a good person and like dealing with Issa. So she sent her that text. Um, Have you ever sent a text to someone that wasn't meant for them but was about them? (laughs) No. I haven't. Okay. You know what? No, I did once. Let me tell you. So you know how you like talking shit about a nigga, right? And you screenshot mm-hmm. the message and then I you send it to too. your friend. I sent it back to him, and then I was like, "You see how crazy you be talking?" <laughs> I've done that too. I had to save myself oh. and like come up with something. Yes. Like, you see how crazy you be talking? Look at yourself. Look at yourself right here. And then I went right. and sent it to the friend. That's the only instance I had where I was like talking about somebody and I sent the message to them that I can recall at the moment. Yeah, that's the only thing I can think of, too, at the moment, too. And I don't think that I was so graceful to handle it that way. I think that I was just like, oh, <laughs> can't believe I sent that. Um, <laughs> very just kind like, of like deer in headlights. Oh, my gosh. Like, yeah, stuck. and the nigga's like, why did you send me a screenshot of our messages? Yeah, and you're and like, it's like, oh, you got to think I really just, quickly why. But sometimes, like, I just, you know, I, next time, if that ever happens to me again, I pray that it doesn't. I'm going to think Flip like it. that. Like, look That's how crazy what them niggas do. Be like, me. you see how crazy you be talking? Look at this. Read this message. I, I need want you to believe what you sent me. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I should probably say that next time because girl, I want you to, I want you to take a look back at our conversation. Read what you sent me. Look at this. Look how crazy you, you sound. Nigga. Me. This sounds crazy as hell. You're right. Cause you got to do them like that. <laughs> I think I was literally just looking at it stuck. Like, Oh, like, damn. Oh my God. Oh and my I probably, God. You got to be quicker than that. When I send a post, if I, if I, if I am talking about someone 
if I were to do that, I think I think in this instance, I screenshotted it and then wrote something else along with it. So it'd be different if it was just like the picture of the screenshot and message, right? Oh, okay, yeah. Whatever. Okay. Uh-huh. But you know, when you add some more text to it, like, uh-huh. And then there. you press in and you like, oops. Uh, it's like you can't turn your phone off fast enough. No. <laughs> and iPhones don't let you recall, which is so stupid. They should have a recall button like, like by now unsin. Can we like an unsend thing, thing like by now because like why are we still in 2020 and apple we, says say it with your chest okay okay mean what you say, say and say what chest, you mean ass nigga. for real uh, for apple real said, ain't no take backs bro say everything <laughs> say exactly. what you mean mean what you say but from that molly clearly had more to say and or wanted Issa to respond when they were going back and forth about her saying, you know, I just think the person that you are and the person that I am just don't align. How'd you feel about that? What the fuck am I supposed to say back to that bitch? Thank you. Like, especially you after you that, I feel like the me. person that you are now and the person that I am don't coincide. We don't coincide because now I'm popping bitch. Is that what it is? Okay, that's that's cool especially like, since you just, just talked crap about me and sent it to me like in my face what like why like, would you think that i was gonna be like molly i don't understand why you don't want to be my friend anymore i'd be like girl fuck you i'm good. right and my response and then the thing is it's like molly wanted Issa to beg for her back but Issa walked out she sure walked out and called herself a lift baby okay i need you Gross. to understand she Gross. didn't wait. She wasn't standing outside, walking around upset, waiting for somebody to come check on her. Mm-hmm. She literally was like, I got to go, pulled out her phone and called her Lyft. And then Molly came outside and Molly should have been the one to try to smooth things over or make, you know, because she was in the wrong. But she still yet again can't can't admit when she does things wrong and she mm-hmm. still sees everybody as the enemy. And yep. told Issa that who she is and who uh who molly is don't coincide what the fuck was she supposed to say back i would have did literally the specific way that Issa reacted where you know the holding back tears tears coming being like mm-hmm. all right cool well, i'll see you later girl oh like okay girl all right and leaving that is exactly how i would have handled that situation i would have done nothing differently so, i thought mm-hmm. that was really mature of Issa because she very much been she could have been just as angry and said just as hurtful things to molly but the fact that she kind of just removed herself from the situation a she had more control over that situation and her response to molly and her childish ways i was very proud of that Mm -hmm. for her because i felt like that could have gotten her back down a pathway that she just kind of wanted to grow out of you know um and the way that she got into that car and shut that door and just had them drive off i was like you better fucking stand up for yourself Mm-hmm. You better stand up for yourself because at the end of the day, even if me and you are not in a good, like, we're not in a good situation with our friendship right now, you could have waited to tell Andrew that after I left. You didn't have to text like, him. Like, why did you text him while like I was sitting right here being You were doing fake. a good job so he could send you, like, what, an emoji that says thumbs up for, thanks for, like, receiving her olive branch? Girl, grow up. Mm-mm. Grow up. And, you know, honestly, I would not have even, re- like, when they stayed for game night, I don't I don't know if I would have stayed. I wouldn't have stayed for game night. I don't know if I would have stayed. I think the reason that they stayed was because brunch seemed good. It seemed like maybe if they had one more kind of interaction, things would have been good. And it was refreshing to see them kind of like, 
you know, laughing, come back together joking. and laugh mm-hmm. and be like themselves. But to know that Molly secretly like has, because in my head, if I like me putting myself in Issa's shoes, I would be like, bitch, you hate me. You hate me. Yeah. So why am I here? Because if you, if you, if we were best friends and you're sitting here, you don't want me to be here with your nigga eating or doing game night or whatever the case may be. But I decided to stay and we're here. And not only are you, I know she was judging her because when they were sitting at the restaurant, Issa told her that her and Lawrence was working on it again. And then she saw her with Nathan. So I'm pretty sure she was like, here she go with her shit again. Cause you know, that's how exactly. my leader is. exactly right and then is because the thing is from Issa's standpoint it was like oh this is so good like we're getting along things are things are going well um, Lawrence like yeah we're gonna get along we're gonna laugh we're gonna have wellness Wednesdays and then we'll be back like we once like we never left right and then even like and that's what it kind of felt like at the game night like we're back like we never left and then molly went and sent that shiesty ass message because she's shady i am trying with her like you said see i'm trying with her like you talking about andrew's brother to andrew exactly like ma'am i am your friend thumbs up for being a good friend like and you know what i'm not gonna lie Issa was really good to be like i don't think you meant to send that message to me or whatever when she sent it because i would have just double tapped and liked it and walked okay (laughs) i would have liked it that would have been it or i would have sent the okay cool hand symbol Mm -hmm. you know like all right yep yep i would not have been like i don't think you meant i wouldn't even giving you that whole sentence Mm -hmm. thumbs up you don't even deserve that you don't and i'm leaving and for her yeah. to chase after her, like, oh my gosh, like I fuck this, is, I fucked that up. It's like, you don't, you don't want your relationship. Why did with you Issa chase after work? her to then dig the knife deeper to dig and the then knife twist in deeper, it? Because you don't like, want you it to stuck work. the knife in her bag, and then exactly. you, she walked out, and she was like, okay, you know what, I'm not gonna deal with this. And then you stopped her to talk just so you could twist it. Like I don't exactly. get it. Just so you, you don't could want take the knife and twist her. it in her bag. I'm confused. There's people out here in this world that they are always going to be the victim no matter what you do no matter how you yeah. how much times you talk about it how many times you um try to make things work every time a situation transpires between the two of you they're always going to be the victim and i'm not interested in my life as it currently stands and right. making you feel comfortable with being the victim grow up you did something wrong right. you should admit and be like that was my fault i shouldn't have done that this is not the time and place to talk about it. I wish we would have talked about it earlier, but it seems like every time we sit down to discuss something, neither one of us want to talk about it. So maybe we're just not compatible anymore. Say something like that, but don't sit there and be like the person you are because the person that she is, is fabulous. Like she's finally getting her life together. She finally has a passion for what she's doing. Like Issa season one hated her job, Mm -hmm. hated her role did, had a terrible relationship because her partner was, you know, depressed and she didn't know how to navigate that and she felt like she was being pushed away. Like, there are a lot of things that Issa from season one to season four has gone through. And for you not to even acknowledge right. the growth in that as my best friend, why would I want to continue to be your best friend? You have you have not changed and I have. I don't, I no right. longer want to sit here and be empathetic to you being the victim anymore. I tried. You don't want to do it. You told me that you don't want to be my friend anymore. I got me an Uber. Because Issa before probably would have just walked home, been real mm-hmm. sad, been real upset, maybe have cried, something. But I feel like now she's kind of just like reclaiming her damn time. Right. As she should. As Period. she should. Period. That's all the questions that I got. Do you have any that you want to add on? Or did you have anything 
in the episode that stood out to you that you wanted to discuss? Um, no, I think we touched on on okay. everything pretty good. Um, I yeah, I think we touched on everything okay. pretty pretty good cool. as far as like what stood out the most mm-hmm. um there are obviously little nuances because you know i love this show so i watch it for all the little the yeah. little things but um yeah i think that's pretty good i think okay touched, cool touched on it a lot well, good well let's get into this do of the week The do of the week this week is to challenge yourself to only spend your money with black owned businesses or people that that have openly and outwardly said that they support the movement. Mm -hmm. For example, I know everybody's doing a lot of home improvement and stuff like that. Don't go to Home Depot. okay? Home Depot has donated millions of dollars to Trump's campaign. Go to Lowe's. Lowe's has a black CEO and president. And they have donated millions of dollars to the black community and black owned businesses. So be more conscious of where you spend your money, especially in the times that we are in right now, because we don't want to give these people any more power than they already have. We need to strengthen and empower our community. And in order to do that, we need to keep the black dollar circulating in the black community as long as we possibly can. I love that. And thanks for coming to my TED Talk. That was a beautiful, that was a beautiful TED Talk. Thank you. Thank you so much. I do. I I love that. If you guys have any questions, um, sponsorship opportunities, um, just want to reach out and tell us about you. Email us at becomingshelive at gmail.com. Continue to follow us on our journey on both Instagram and Twitter at becomingshe underscore. And that's all we got for you. That's all. We love y'all. Bye. (laughs)